But Monique Steele is here with the rural news now. Kia ora, Monique. A rough year for fertiliser cooperative balance, but it says it's in good shape. Kia ora, Charlotte. Yes, it's batting away the possibility of job losses as farmers resist paying the red-hot prices for fertiliser. Last month, its competitor Ravensdown announced a restructure after a 20 to 25% drop in sales as farmers juggle rising input costs. But Balance Agri-Nutrients board chairperson Duncan Cool assures the farmer-owned business is safe in the face of challenging economic conditions. From our perspective, uh, balance is in, in good shape. Uh, our view would be that uh, I guess the current environment we've faced into the last 12 months is probably more cyclical than structural. So uh, at this point in time, uh, it's business as usual for balance and uh, just facing uh, uh, head on, uh, I guess, uh, our, uh, our challenge uh, to ensure that uh, we're ready for spring and uh, ready for the new season ahead for our farmers and growers around New Zealand. Rabobank says while fertiliser prices will come off the boil in the coming months, global consumption may still take two or three years to recover to pre-pandemic levels. Duncan Call says Balance is focused on assuring supply and riding through the global commodity price cycle. It's been a challenging year for our farmers and uh, having to face headwind into high commodities uh, in, in terms of uh, nutrients. It would be no surprise to anyone listening that uh, sales have been down. Having just come back from... Uh, International Fertiliser Conference uh, in Prague, that was a topic of conversation right around the world that uh, with the high commodity cycle of uh, high prices for fertiliser and nutrients, uh, there's been demand burn burn globally from farmers um, and resistance uh, to that. So uh, we're starting to see a correction now in terms of some key uh, nutrients uh, uh, and uh, that should flow through uh, to farmers um, in the coming year, which is good news. Duncan Cool says many fertiliser businesses will be at a tipping point now, where prices may need to change to regenerate demand. To other news, Australian scientists are hoping to lift the low success rate of artificial insemination in sheep. The practice is common in beef and dairy cattle, but it's not so common in sheep as it's not as successful, with only about a 30% pregnancy rate when frozen semen is used. Researchers at the University of Queensland want to figure out what's happening, so are running some tests on a small mob of sheep. Lecturer in veterinary reproduction, Dr Taylor Pinney, says something about the anatomy of the sheep's cervix makes frozen semen insemination less successful. We've taken explants of cervical tissue from sheep that would be in the right stage to be bred, We've taken that tissue and exposed it to either fresh sperm or frozen sperm in vitro, so in a lab setting. And essentially what we're trying to do is look at how that cervical tissue responds differently to fresh and frozen sperm because we know that fresh sperm are very capable of getting through the sheep's cervix. So what we're trying to understand is what goes wrong when we freeze sperm, what goes wrong with that interaction between cervical cells and the frozen sperm. Dr Taylor Pinney says there's huge demand from the sheep industry for AI as it could improve wool and meat yields and enhance animal welfare. She says the results of the artificial insemination research should be published in a year. Scientists here say good progress is being made in the development of methane-mitigating tools to reduce gas emissions from livestock, but they're still a decade away. The Agricultural Greenhouse Gas Research Centre is developing a methane vaccine and inhibitors for sheep, cattle and deer. 
The work just received a funding injection from the Centre for Climate Action joint venture. Centre Director Harry Clark says scientists have been able to actually reduce methane outputs with the inhibitor, but more work is needed. Where we are at at the moment, we've got a couple of very promising compounds which have undergone um, short-term animal trials in sheep, and we're now pushing them into longer-term animal trials, both using sheep and cattle. And it's a so far so good. In the vaccine, you know, this is a very complex issue because you're asking the animal to produce uh, antibodies in the way any vaccine does against the bugs in the stomach that produce methane. You're wanting the animal to suppress its activities. Uh, and so it is very complicated. We now know an, an enormous amount more about how to produce a vaccine. And we're now working on how to get a vaccine that's effective. Dr Harry Clark says these things will take time, as it took about a decade for indoor cattle feed supplement Bovir to come to market after successful lab testing. There is finally a glimmer of hope for wool, with prices for better quality fleeces increasing at recent auctions. AgriHQ senior analyst Mal Crode says after at least two years of discoloured fleeces, they're finally coming through white, and that's sending prices to levels not seen in years. Wool is finally beginning to come through white, as we'd all like, and it is sending prices to levels that we haven't seen for, for those two years. Overall, PGG rights and price indicators are up. Uh, wool sales across the country this month have had almost a, a full clearance rate, um, particularly of those good quality crossbed ewe fleeces, and prices have reached up over $3.50 a kilo clean. I guess it's a good reminder of the premium that can be achieved for that top preparation and, and sharing of wool at the right time. Malcrode says in contrast the discoloured wool prices are low and in the last sale they dropped 24 cents a kilo compared to a fortnight earlier. And that's the rural news for today. Koyara te o te taifenua.